Hey team, this is Grant David Collins, and welcome to Basement Philanthropy, a place for people who do not want to wait until they are rich or retired to create meaning, impact, and connection with their time, talents, and money, regardless of the amount. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the problem with moral individualism, so let's get started. In 1835, the French aristocrat Alexis de Tocqueville traveled to the United States to study, of all things, the American penitentiary system. But while Tocqueville was here, he became fascinated with something else entirely, and that was the experiment of democracy that was happening right before his eyes. He was so fascinated by this experiment that he went on to write a book exploring what he observed entitled Democracy in America. And what's so fascinating about this writing by Tocqueville is his perspective. He, he certainly had his biases, but, but the difference is that his biases aren't inherently American. You can kind of fill in his writing this genuine third-party intrigue that is sometimes lost by some of the fierce defenders of the system that wrote about it at that same time. Now, in his writing, Tocqueville makes many observations about what he sees as the pros and cons of democracy. But the one I want to focus on today, and the one that applies mostly to giving, is this concept that he dubs individualism. To Tocqueville, individualism is, is very distinct from selfishness. In, in his words, in Democracy in America, he writes this, Selfishness is a passionate and exaggerated love of self which leads a man to connect everything with himself and to prefer himself to everything in the world. Individualism is a mature and calm feeling, which disposes each member of the community to serve himself from the mass of his fellows and to draw apart with his family and his friends, so that after he has thus formed a little circle of his own, he willingly leaves society at large to itself. Now, Tocqueville doesn't entirely see individualism as good or bad, but instead he is cautioning the people in America to not take it too far. And he views this, this weakness of unity as a real big challenge of this future state or the United States of America. And let me pause here for just a second to say, I think that this particular topic is absolutely fascinating, both from an American history and from a giving lens. Like we talked about last week, we, we all have this natural tendency to live inside a bubble, to, in some ways, as, as Tocqueville puts it, to sever ourselves from the mass and willingly leave this society that we all know and count on. And this approach is not good for democracy, and it's not good for giving, and that's because severing disconnects us from each other, and this disconnection leads to isolation and a general lack of charity for those among us 
who really need it. Now, I was introduced to this history of individualism in America on a podcast and radio show that I follow called Radio West. And in this particular episode, the the host, Doug Fabrizio, interviews two BYU political science professors, Christopher Karpowitz and Kelly Patterson, about their recent article entitled Moral Individualism in Modern Politics, a New Measure Inspired by Political Theory. In this article, the authors explore a new trend that they are seeing across American politics that they've begun to entitle moral individualism. Now, moral individualism, as defined by Christopher and Kelly, is the disposition to rely on the authority of the self as opposed to some external authority. In essence, Christopher and Kelly want to understand empirically if some of the observations that Tocqueville and others made nearly 200 years ago are coming to pass. So they devise a fascinating study to do this. In the study, participants first identified an authority figure who they might look at to as an important source of guidance. These authority figures were things like religious groups, organizations, families, science, good friends, teachers, and what the general public thought was right. And after these authority figures were identified, researchers then measured how willing the individual was to push back on the judgments and view of the figures that people had chosen. The more willing someone was to push back, the higher sense of moral individualism that the person had. Now, once this score of moral individualism was determined, participants were then asked a bunch of questions across many topics, both political and not. And the full results are really intriguing. So if you want to dig into those, you can follow the link below to not only the the study and the paper that was released, but also the interview that was done on Radio West. But in this podcast, I, I want to really zero in on what they found when they explored how moral individualism interacts with volunteering, which is one of the things that they looked at in the study. So the participants were asked which of the following volunteer opportunities they had either done in the last year or would find appealing. And those activities were helping children or youth, serving with religious organizations, helping seniors, helping at a hospital or medical facility, working with the homeless, helping to preserve the environment, working for political campaigns or causes, or promoting arts organizations, or being a part of the neighborhood watch. And when asked about their findings in the podcast, Christopher is quoted as saying the following, moral individualists were way more likely than people on the other end of the scale to say, we don't want to do any of it. We just want to do our own thing, which is exactly what Tocqueville was talking about. Now, did you hear what what I just quoted? It, It wasn't that people were being stingy and wanted the perfect giving opportunity. No, 
they didn't want to be a part of any type of community contribution. Nothing. None at all. And 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 this is why this matters so much. This this type of thinking is on the rise. And it and it has been in some ways since the early 1800s. And if we lose this care and connection to the world around us as a society, our society will crumble. And with it, all the good that we have worked so hard to create over the last 200 years or so. And the irony about all of this is that relying on each other is one of the best ways to succeed as an individual because this foundation of common good creates a space for all of us to have success. So as I'm listening to this podcast and I'm I'm digging into these different topics and doing more research, the thing that I was starting to ask or the question that I was starting to ask is how can we start to push back on this growing tendency to view ourselves and our opinions as the ultimate source of truth for everything? And my suggestion to bridge this is, is to begin to see yourself as somebody that is a part of an interconnected system. So for example, where would you be without a garbage man or a grocery store stalker or the city council representative for your area? And to start off, it doesn't matter if these people are getting paid to work on what they're doing or not. Just imagine what life would look like without the interconnected society that we count on. Now, if I'm being honest, that life looks pretty crazy. I mean, have you been out in your garage after you throw away a particular nasty bag of trash? Like, you want to get that thing out of there as soon as possible. And and what if the garbage man didn't come for a month? Like, what would our streets start to look like? What would our houses start to look like? What what would we do? I mean, I mean, that in itself, that example alone shows you how interconnected we are. So once you can start to maybe get a handle on that, what I would what I would put out there, or the second thing that that we can start to do is to do the opposite of what was highlighted in the study. And what I mean by that is to see these authority figures or or discover what authority figures we subscribe to and then make a more concerted effort to listen more closely to them. Now, I am in no way advocating for this total unquestioning approach of servitude to these authorities. I do believe that a well-rounded individual is is one who realizes that we all have strengths and weaknesses. And, and after we identify those, we find help or resources to buoy up those blind spots. And we cannot in, in any way, shape, or form solve the challenges in our communities and neighborhoods, let alone our world without working together. We need each other. And if we can start to realize that, then these changes can begin to occur. But if we can't, if, if, if we all start to separate ourselves into these clans or these one-sided belief systems, 
we're really not going to make progress as a society. And for sure, we're not going to make progress when it comes to giving and helping those around us that really need it. So in light of this discussion, I'd like to suggest a reachable giving project that you could do that could kind of help you see what we've been talking about this, this whole time. You likely in the community where you live have some sort of action group or, or food bank that prepares lunches for children. Now, these groups are always looking for help assembling lunches for children. And it's really a, a great way to see how important you are to people that you have never known or will ever meet in your life. So if you go and show up at these places, you'll you'll start to be able to see that your actions are creating actual food and nutrition for kids that, that you'll never meet. And if you can start to make that connection between the people that need help and your help, you'll start to understand that you actually rely on similar structures to function. And if we all turn away from things that we don't understand or organizations that help us unite, like we're we're going to be a pretty sorry people. And not only are we going to be sorry and, and not progress, we're just not going to really be connected. We're not going to feel like we have purpose in this life if all we do every day is just shut out the people around us who need our help the most. Well, team, that's it for me. Let's go out in the world and create good with our time, talents, and money, regardless of the amount, and realize that we are all a part of this interconnected work that makes our world go round and has the opportunity to make that same world a better place. Talk soon.